Hey, kids, pour yourself a nice hot cup of liquid sleep and settle back and listen to this stellar episode of .NET Rocks, the internet audio talk show for .NET developers. I'm your host in New London, Connecticut, down by the beach, Carl Franklin. And uh, as always, my partner in crime, will you please welcome Mr. Mark Dunn. How are you, Mark? Hey, Carl, I'm doing great. How are you tonight? You excited? Oh, I, I can't contain myself. <laughs> hey, listen, um, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, we got an award. Franklin's Net got an award. Is that right? It wasn't for .NET Rocks either. It was for best training. It was a, uh, let me grab the uh, trophy here. This is the Windows Developer Magazine Developer's Choice Award, best training in 2003. What do you think of that? Hey, I think that's pretty cool, and I hope that's the beginning of many awards. Yeah, I hope so. I didn't really think that much of it, and then I brought it home, and uh, and Todd Fallensby, our sales and marketing guy, glommed onto it like, oh, my God, that's got to go on the website. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. So uh, we're going to be uh, bragging about that a bit more. Yeah, we got something to crow about. I suppose so. How's the training world been treating you lately, Mark? Uh, it's been, been treating me pretty well. I'm uh, back down in Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, teaching a class for Auburn University's Center for Advanced Technology, so I'm always glad to uh, come down and work with these guys. Can anybody sign up for class that class you're teaching there, or what's the deal there? Uh, yeah, actually, anybody could uh, come in and do this. They're a uh, a CTEC for Microsoft, so they do uh, take walk-ins. Uh, most of their business uh, is is coming from the state of Alabama and from the U.S. Air Force. Wow. So uh, the Air Force uh, at you know has a base here, Gunner Air Force Base, that's a large computing center. Cool for the military. Wow, cool. But hey, I've got a story I've just got to share with you. Okay. Uh, very funny. So I go out to have lunch with a couple of students, and uh, one of the students is uh, a lady, probably you know early sixties. So really into programming. She uh, she was jamming on the class and learning a lot of stuff. So. Uh, at lunch, me and the guy are sitting there talking tech, and the girls were talking about dating because this lady's husband had recently passed away, and she was saying, you know, how tough it was uh, to get back into the dating world and find, you know, a, a, a good fella. And uh, at one point, she uh, she says, you don't know how much I miss Dick. And when she says mm. this, the guy is eating a taco, and he almost choked to death. So while his face is turning purple, she's telling him, get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> Dick was my, my late husband. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Ouch. so those are adventures and training. Yeah, there is no shame. <laughs> well, uh, Mark, you know, um, some new things have been happening in the .NET world. Of course, we mentioned the Office uh, tools on the last show. Um I've also seen some new stuff at the architecture site and the patterns and practices site. Uh, remember that, uh, listeners, you remember that show we did with Michael Stewart from the patterns and practices group? Well, the uh, architectural uh, people at Microsoft are really going uh, full bore here, and they're constantly updating the site. If you go to msdn.microsoft.com slash architecture or slash practices, uh, you can find either of those sites. Both are related, of course, and they're linked to each other. And just lots of information on great reference architectures, recommended practices, and even uh, building blocks such as the ones we talked to Michael Stewart about. Yeah, recently I got a, an email from Microsoft that was uh, basically a link you could fill out and get a free book 
uh, from the Practices and Patterns group. I don't know if that's still something that's available, but uh, if it is, we can maybe post that link up on the site too. Yeah, I'll uh, look into that. Yeah, I got that a couple of weeks ago. It's really a nice book. Uh, it goes through some fundamental uh, things that you need to think about if you're building a .NET application. Wow, that's great. Cool. We'll check it out. Um, so our guest tonight is has been on the show before, but not as a guest. He was a caller on Nicholas Landry's show. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, when I first met Tim, I didn't really know much about him. I saw him speak at a, a regional director's summit in Redmond. And uh, I always remember because he was drinking water out of an absolute vodka bottle, which uh, <laughs> just blew my mind. And, uh, and I said, all right, this guy's uh, kind of funny. Uh, and, and and the more I get to know about him, uh, the more I'm impressed. Um, this guy has more Microsoft titles than anyone I've ever met. He's a Microsoft regional director. He sits on the Microsoft.net Partner Architect Council. He's on the MSF Partner Advisory Board. The, he's uh, on the Microsoft eBusiness Partner Advisory Council, uh, the .NET Developers Journal Advisory Council. He's a Microsoft Gold Partner, a member of INETA. He's on the Speaker Bureau. That's the International .NET Association. Uh, listen to last week's show. And uh, he's uh, also on the MSDN Content Council and the founder of the San Diego .NET Users Group. And on top of that, uh, he's the founder and CEO of his own company, Internology. Will you please welcome Mr. Tim Huckabee. Wow. That's quite an introduction. Good, uh, good to talk to you tonight. That's quite a mouthful of uh, qualifications you got there, Tim. I used to put that in my uh, email signature, and uh, I got <laughs> mocked so severely that I had to, <laughs> had to pull it out. Wow. So what have you been up to? Oh, you know, <laughs> same old stuff. I, I live a dual-pronged life, which uh, is very fun. Um, you know, I the, the Microsoft Regional Director Program, which you guys cover pretty well, and you've had some, some RDs on the show. And yeah. You had my boss, or our boss, That's right. well, on the show last week. Two weeks ago. And then I, uh, I run this company, Internology. Actually, it runs me, um, which is equally fun. You do a lot of keynotes and pre uh, presentations at, at uh, conferences like TechEd and the PDC, don't you? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's a really fun part of my job. Um, you know, the, the public speaking thing, I just kind of fell into a long time ago with Dev Days. and Right. And uh, I've got, yeah, I've been on a few keynotes in my time, and I've spent <laughs> uh, a little bit of time with some pretty famous Microsoft executives. But you're also, you're also though, I mean, make no, make no mistake, uh, you're also a just absolutely brilliant developer. And uh, you were, you and John Rauschenberger went head-to-head -head a couple of years ago at TechEd, uh, the know, Iron I, Developer. Ironically, Carl, let me start, stop you right there. Okay. Because there was a, there was a time in my career <laughs> where I thought... I was a pretty good uh, software engineer. Oh, come on. Then now. I got to meet all you guys. <laughs> oh, come on. The <laughs> um, story of my career, ironically, is every time I tried to be a software developer, I always got pushed into the dev lead position. Yeah. And you right. guys know how that goes. Yep. Right. right the dev lead ends up uh, either building the test tools or <laughs> building some other tool that gets the, the darn thing into production. Right. Uh, and honestly, I was always a better program manager than I was a dev lead. Yeah. Well, Nowadays, an I role. have such yeah. brilliant people that work for me. I mean, I'm literally honored to work with, with some of these engineers. They're just, just industry leaders, and the stuff they do is amazing. Of course, wow. .NET you know, 
helps dramatically. But right. Uh, but uh, yeah, it you know I I guess the point is uh, the older I got, unfortunately, and this is a common story. The uh, farther I got from doing the really fun stuff, in fact, my own people, I say this all the time, like how jealous I am of the type of projects they work on. Yeah. The type of stuff I do nowadays, uh, you know, 3 a.m., build a demo for a session. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's, that's, uh, at least in the last six months, that's definitely been me. Well, it's about time we got you on the show. We've been trying to get you on for a while, uh, and I guess... That's not totally my fault, gentlemen. No, it's true. You guys are as busy as me, and now you're famous, and you have this... It's the hundreds of thousands of people in this cult following. It's pretty amazing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we might be infamous. I'm not sure about famous. Oh, I, I, let me tell you, you you guys are famous. And I knew you were going to be famous from the very first show. And that, yeah. uh, that was Pat Hines, right? Yeah, that's right. Pat Hines is, uh, man, talk about brilliant technologist. Yeah. Uh, the, the man is amazing. King um, of analogies. I, I, I actually <laughs> saw him speak at TechEd. I, 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 here's, here's the story of my life. I went, or I, I did more sessions at TechEd than I went to. One of the ones I went to was Pat Hines and Carlos Guevara. And these guys had me, I was slayed. I was laughing so hard and I was so entertained. And <laughs> these guys were so good. Just uh, did a fantastic presentation, basically on, on upgrading from VB.net. Yeah. I love Migration Pat's analogies. Pat's got the best analogies of anybody in the industry. Well, he's so damn smart. Yeah. And he's so good on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Great guy. Great guy. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyways, I, you know, I, I travel a bit and, uh, I've been trying, uh, ultimately I got told by the, you know, the authority in Redmond, Washington, that I need to get my act together and do your show. So really here I am Wow. and I'm happy and honored to be able well, to do it. Well, it's great to have you here. Tim, need I say it? I'm very excited that you're on the show tonight. Uh, and, and, and vice versa, Mark. Hey, and that doesn't happen often. <laughs> <laughs> it's, hard <to> get, <laughs> it's hard to get Mark excited. Well, I tell you what, I, I listened to the, the recent episode with uh, my boss, Eileen Crane, right, and Jazz and Thomas. And yep. uh, I tell you, my favorite part is the cheesy commercials you do, Carl. <laughs> I want to come to New London, Connecticut, wherever the hell that is. Yeah, that's right. And I want to have lunch with you. That's a good thing. In fact, can we advertise? Can Internology <laughs> advertise on .NET Rocks? <laughs> and and why would anyone who, anybody want to tour a nuclear submarine? Absolutely. I have no idea. You'll want to come for the hot lobster roll. Yeah, you've got to come for the lobster rolls and the barbecued ribs. I mean, and that's... how do you watch movies on the beach? You, they set up a, a freaking movie theater on the beach, and when the sun goes down, they show a movie. Uh-huh. That's, that's illegal here. We, we, we're not allowed <laughs> to have fun on our beaches like that. Yeah. It's, it's a, you know what's cool about it is that it's not very popular. And so it's like it was popular in the 60s and the 70s and, of course, in the, probably its heyday in the, in the roaring 20s maybe with the boardwalk and all that. But um, it really fell out of popularity, Ocean Beach, in the 80s. But now recently, some people have been rediscovering it, but it's not very crowded. So it's like this huge, beautiful beach, and not a lot of people go there. So when do I get to come out? Do you uh, have you a hotel? Me. Do you have indoor plumbing? In Got a basement. No, we have some nice <laughs> hotels here. Actually, we put people up at the Lighthouse Inn, which is right in New London. It's an old uh, Victorian mansion. That's, they've put millions of dollars worth of renovation in it. They have T1 in every room. 
it's it's great. You get an antique bed in T1, you know, with a canopy. And it <laughs> well, no. I want to do the VB.net master class, and I want to have lunch with you, Carl. Jeez, talk about cheesy commercials. This whole uh, <laughs> show is going to be a commercial. We keep this up. Right. Well, yep. hey, Tim, the, uh, the secret is to stay in Carl's basement while you're there. He has a movie theater down there. <laughs> yes, and a very comfortable couch. Really? Yeah. yeah. You know Tim Landgrave, the RD from, from Louisville, yeah, Kentucky? Yeah, absolutely. Has the same thing. In fact, he has quite the setup. As we learned from uh, Chris Sell's show, he spent about five grand on his uh, home theater system unwittingly. It was like, you got to have this, and if you have this, you got to have that, and if you have that, you got to have the other thing. And after he, before he knew it, he was spending all sorts of money just to, to be able to, to watch The Matrix on DVD. That's right. It was like an audiovisual crack addict. You know, he got <laughs> hooked and just, you know, it couldn't stop. Well, you know, the theme song of .NET Rocks is Toy Boy, and, uh, you know, to some extent, there's a little bit of truth in that. Yeah, we're all toy boys to an extent, no doubt. So now, speaking of celebrities, you have been called the J-Lo of technology. What's that all about? Yeah. And do you really want to call <laughs> yourself the J-Lo I think of... That, uh, first, I got to say, and, and I talked to, uh, um, I talked to uh, a pretty high-up person at Microsoft today, and she apologized about the, the moniker that I've got. And I said, oh, my God, I think that is so funny. So my buddy uh, Seth uh, Ginsburg from Razorfish actually named me that the other day because um, I was at the Partner Advisory Council in Redmond, and the VP uh, that owns the, the, the partner community, his name is Ralph Young. He's a great guy. Anyways, he, he flew a slide on the stage of me and Paul Flesner on, at, in the keynote at TechEd, and Seth turned to me, essentially said, uh, or I said to him, I know, I know, I'm officially overexposed. I'm the Rosie O'Donnell, or no, I'm the, yeah. I'm the Roseanne Barr of technology. He said, nope, <laughs> you're J-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> and other people heard it, and uh, now it's stuck. That's too bad. <laughs> so uh, the, the real irony is, um, you know, I, and, and I can't pretend to know anything really, about branding or brand identity or, or anything like that. But Internology has such brand identity now, it shocks me. Like like your show. I mean, you're shocked by the people this touches, right? I mean, yeah, so we, you... I am shocked at people who know what Internology is. So how did that all come about, and what do you guys do? The Internology thing? Yeah. Um, uh, it's a relatively interesting story because uh, I was working at a Microsoft partner, a fairly large one, uh, and uh, at the time, oh man, I was working hard. I was dev leading numerous projects, and they were all successes, and I was making this company a ton of money, and, but man, they were unethical, and uh, it didn't sit well for me. In fact, I had a boss once at this company who said, uh, if you, and told me and my team, if you were thinking about this client over the weekend, I want you to bill an hour. Wow. That's wow. when I knew I had to get out. So, it's like a law firm. Huh. Oh, God, it was awful. I mean, I just, it, uh, it makes my back hurt just thinking about it. Wow. So anyways, uh, I was essentially running the, the software engineering side of the house on the Microsoft side. Of course, we only had a Microsoft side. So. Right. Um, and, then, and then my buddy Dave Lynn, who is now the Western Regional Manager of MCS, he was running sales at this company. And we used to, you know, consume a couple liquid beverages 
malted beverages, and we'd bitch and complain. And can I say bitch and complain on your show? Absolutely. Okay. Well, we we'd bitch and complain about God. I we hate this place, and we would do it so much differently. And and uh, boy, if we had the chance, well, sometimes in life you get what you ask for, and you have no idea what the f- you're gonna do when you get it. <laughs> I'm gonna edit that, right? <laughs> so so we stumbled into a tiny bit of money. Um, on on a personal friend of mine who was who was actually uh, uh, upset that I had not asked him uh, for for money because he's, he's fairly well to do. In fact, he's extremely wealthy, and it doesn't take a lot of money to start a service business. So I got the money, and and Dave and I said, "Holy shit! Now what are we going to do? We got to start this company." And that uh, that was in. September of 99, the end of September of 99. So we took three months fully billable at uh, Pacific Life, which is right. still a great client of ours, you know, the whale company. Yeah. Right. right. And we got our act together, and we got all the right people involved. In fact, I, if anything I learned from the RD program and from life in general is if you surround yourself with people who know what they're doing, you, you generally succeed, right? I mean, our so show is a testament to that. <laughs> <laughs> So we we don't know to, what the hell we're doing. We just talk to people who do. <laughs> well, well, I'm on the coattails, man. So, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it took us three months to uh, get the, the, you know, our act together so we could start hiring. Of course, at, at this time, everyone was telling Dave and I, you know, you're insane to start a company. You know, you're, you're going to ruin yourself. What, what year was this? That was September of 99. Oh, yeah. So we started hiring in 2000. Right before the boom. Yeah. And and because, you know, I've been in, and everyone told us, you're never going to be able to hire anybody. There's no way. So because I've been in this business uh, for so long in the San Diego area, I mean, people started coming out of the woodwork. and, And we got really lucky and made 10 just crucial hires on very, very talented engineers that still work at the company and and have a blast too. The fun thing about Internology is pretty much everyone loves the job because we're so bleeding edge, cutting edge. It's a fun place to work. Hmm. So uh, you know, we went through the boom time. We had some nice big Fortune 500s and just as many little ones. Um, then the economy turned, and ooh, you know, we looked each other in the eyes and said, "Man, this." You know, this isn't about technology. This sucks. And uh, right. thank God we have some big companies that carried us through, one of which, of course, is Microsoft. We, we do a ton of work for corporate, for yeah. Redmond directly. Cool. We work in their product teams. In fact, we've, I'm probably not supposed to say this, but we actually build some of Microsoft's products in Carlsbad, cool. California. Cool. Wow. So we do product team work. We also, all the way to bleeding, cutting-edge prototypes on technologies that won't ship for years. Oh, goodness, we do uh, official curriculum development. Um, wow. Uh, and you're know, expanding, pilots, right? A lot of proto. Oh, we're, we're doing their line of business applications. Uh, we're all over that place. They're, they're a great client, and, and they're a very difficult client. Very cool. Huge company. So, Tim, do you actually work on product teams at Microsoft? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Internology does, and, and I have. Is, is that your question? Yeah, yeah. Have kind you worked of the on way uh, Redmond is a different place, as you guys know, and, and maybe the, 
the audience hasn't really got a gist of that, but uh, it's it's like no Fortune 500 I have ever worked on. And I actually worked in a product team, and that was in uh, I worked on Olympus, which is Site Server. Uh, hmm. Me and 2,500 other people. I was uh, dev lead in an architecture team. Wow, cool. Oh yeah, it was it was an eye-opening experience, man. If we had beers, guys, I could tell you stories that would make your head turn. <laughs> yeah, the Redmond awesome. is a different place. It can be combative. It can be confrontational. It can also be very, very efficient. And you get to work with some of the most brilliant people in the world. And that's, that's really where I learned about how Microsoft works and, and improved to myself, which I, you know, at the time I had some doubt that, I, that I could, if I can survive in a product team at Microsoft, and really, I had to come in and save the day, which worked out. Uh, then I can do anything. So um, that's kind of my, my story on life. You know, I have a Very little cool. bit of confidence. Except for professional athletics, I never really could crack that. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you uh, get the idea to start drinking water from an absolute bottle? Well, that, that, you know, all these things have stories behind them. And, and <laughs> you guys know, because I know you, and I'm a storyteller. So that was a private audience. And that actually had some implications. <laughs> okay. So when you do a private audience, and this was all Microsoft regional directors, uh, other partners, and I uh, tons of Microsoft people. There's probably, I don't know, 300 right. people in there. There was room. a lot of people there. And um, they, they asked me to do the keynote because in the, it, this was an internal keynote, which is much different. Yes. Much looser, a yep. lot of uh, uh, NDA, you know, that type of stuff. They asked me to do the keynote, the Microsoft folks, because the, in the prior year, the speaker just got lambasted, just was basically in tears when it was done. So it was my job to liven up the crowd, you know, keep it funny, but keep it relevant. Right. Don't get off topic, which, which happened last year, because some of these RDs, you know, are seriously They're brutal. famous engineers. They know it. They know more than anybody around, right. and, you and can't they argue. let you know it, right? Yeah, they, you can't argue with them. Of, right. Yeah. You'll never win an argument, right or wrong, with some of these guys. So anyways, that, you know, I, I had, um, God, who was on stage with me? Well, Ilya was there. He took a <laughs> yeah. lot of heat. Yeah, Ilya yeah. was there, but who was on stage with me? Um, it was, oh, it was Graham Clark. Oh, right. From England. Yep. And Graham is very matter-of-fact, another brilliant software engineer, so... You know, I'm the light guy, and Graham's the heavy in this deal. So I thought, you know, what the heck? I'm going to get a bottle of booze up here because our our demos are so fragile that you breathe on the machine and it GPS, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're demoing just sweeping well, edge. Remember, stuff. at that point, uh, we didn't have, I think, I don't even think we had beta. Maybe we were in beta one. Maybe. No, it wasn't. It, was in, it wasn't I, even I beta one. I think this is before .NET, isn't it? Was this the alpha of .NET? You know, now I can't remember. Oh, man. And the whole thing, you know, these last five years are a blur for me. I've done yeah. so many presentations. I think it was about .NET, but I don't know as if there was any code. Hey, we'll get back to this great story in a second, but now it's time for a cheesy commercial. And this is Tim Huckabee. I have my voice surgically altered to uh, sound like Carl Franklin, so pay no attention to that. Anyway, we have our fall schedule for the VBNet Masterclass up on the website. Uh, September 22nd to 26th, October 20 to 24th, 
November 17 to 21, and December 8 to 12. We're doing one a month in the fall. And don't forget, our July and August classes, July, July 7th to 11th, and August 4th through 8th, uh, we're offering a two-for-one special. If you're interested in taking the class and you want to uh, get uh, double your money's worth, get a friend and come on down to New Orleans, Connecticut for the VBNet Masterclass. This isn't hype. This is real stuff. Um, all of my customers are very happy. Uh, I can show you tons and tons of eval forms that have all tens and great comments. And uh, these people have gone on to do really good work in the real world, not just in their heads or twiddling away doing academic exercises, but real code. All right, so now let's get back to this incredible story. Right here on .NET Rocks. Don't you go away. Well, I, I can remember a BizTalk 1.0 Alpha Beta just going south, and Graham was literally dripping in sweat. He had gone ashen, and it started, you know, his voice dropped. So, oh, you, dear. Don't get me wrong. I love Graham, but there's nothing. You guys go on stage, right? There's nothing worse than a demo failing on stage. Yeah. And you not knowing what the hell to do. They used so, to give uh, away free T-shirts. That's why I jumped in with the booze. Right. Of course, it wasn't booze. It was, you know, water. But the thing, the key is that you didn't tell anybody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's actually the funny part. Uh, well, a few people knew. You know, I told Graham because I was going to, you know, I, I, before the thing right. went on, because so, I thought he was going to faint. You know, I was afraid <laughs> he was going to faint. So I started, every time something went bad, I, you know, took a giant gulp. Like a uh, pint and a half. Yeah, well, whatever time. it was. Was it absolute? I don't know. Was it absolute or scotch or whatever it was. It was so a I took fifth bottle, and you gulp. were swigging cups at a time. I mean, so, so all I could hear was in the front, I could hear Elia going, Oh, my God. Please stop. No, no. You're going to kill yourself. So yeah, some of these guys I had totally fooled. Of course, you know, the guys that knew me, the guys and gals that knew me are... You know, there's no way anyone can drink like no. that. So they're just laughing. <laughs> so that kind of kept us on track, right? So yeah. while I was screwing around, Graham was fixing the demos. Right. Uh, the un there, there's actually an unfortunate part of this story. So all the brand new RDs. Do you know this part, guys? No, I don't. No, no. Oh, this is beautiful. So, and, and I can't name a name to embarrass the poor guy because he's now a blue badge. I, I'm sorry, blue badge is a Microsoft employee. Oh, okay. Um, there's a, brand, there's a grouping of brand-new RDs in the crowd. Um, and this particular one thought, that, you know, this is part of the curriculum for the RD keynote. <laughs> and I think it would be a great idea if I went and did this in public in my own district. Oh, man. Yeah, total disaster. Yeah, not good. Because in an internal audience, you can do stuff like that. Right. You're, you're going to offend somebody. Yeah. In, in an audience. So, yeah, that, that's the bad news of the story. So that I have to relive constantly. Oh, well. Yeah. See what, you ha see what happens when you try to have a little fun. There you, know? you go. And you know me. It's all about fun. Yeah, it is. So when you were in Redmond, you uh, applied what you learned there and uh, to your, to yeah, your so, exploits? Yeah, so I commuted. Um, that's the funny thing about me and Microsoft. Have, have you noticed anyone from Microsoft starts their sentences with the word so? They do. They all start with so. So beat me. So, I, so the I answer is. With, so, so, 
I commuted to uh, Redmond, Washington, actually from San Diego. Uh, my, you know, my my lovely wife of 14 years and I uh, made a huge sacrifice. We had small kids at the time, but this was one of those make-or-break career things, and I had to go as a, you know, save the project type thing for a guy that just got eaten alive in Redmond and just had enough. He wanted huh. to come home. Okay. So I went and, and took over, but I, you know, I had basically 32 hours a weekend home, and I commuted by airplane to, to Redmond, Washington, in the, you know, six months and get it on track. Well, six or two months get it on track. Six months later is when we shipped the product, and I finally came home. Uh, and, and like I said, I learned everything in Redmond, Every, everything about life, about shipping software, about the way Microsoft works. I, I just learned so much and was so honored to work with some of the, the smartest people I had ever met. So I came back, and um, for this company I mentioned prior, uh, Dev led numerous uh, site server commerce gigs, like Cooking.com comes to mind, Mobile Planet, some internet sites that are still running on that that back end or on that. Do we call that a platform? I mean, no, I don't think we call it a platform anymore. Site server is mothballed. <laughs> yeah, uh, mothballing at Microsoft means it's no longer supported. It's it's dead. Dead. Right. So, um, yeah, I came back, worked uh, uh, numerous projects, um, did well, and then, and then fell into the internology thing. So you sort of play both sides of the fence, right? You have expertise on the developer and networking sides of technology. Right, right. That's it. Not many people know that, especially in the RD community. Uh, the, ironically, the writing I do, and I, well, I've been writing for a long time, and I, I like that too, although... Um, I don't think I'm that good at it, and it's still very hard for me. But uh, the writing I do nowadays is mostly on the infrastructure side. So, for instance, for Windows and .NET Magazine, which is the Windows magazine on the infrastructure side, I mean, they they literally have no competition. And you guys wouldn't know this because you're app dev guys, but um, I'm writing on, uh, you know, Valium Shadow Copy and the VDS, the disk service, and and some other Windows 2003 type stuff. Tim, you're a big Active Directory fan, aren't you? Right, right, right. And that plays into the the Tim wants to be a network guy but isn't really a network guy type of, of thing. Uh, I learned about directory services at Microsoft in SiteServer. That was one of the things I owned, the uh, membership directory service. And I've been fascinated by them ever since. It's It's funny that now they are so popular with Active Directory. And uh, that some of the best sessions I do, or at least the ones that I have the most fun on, are like Active Directory enabling your applications. And, and seeing SQL type people, their eyes open up when you contrast the difference between directory services and, and databases and where they play. In fact, Carl, I do that for your, for your conference. That's right, Dev Connections. That uh, particular session, man, that goes really well. Yeah, I get so many positive feedbacks. I still email back and forth with the people in the audience at the Connections Conference. Yeah, I saw your evals. They were great. Oh, see, I didn't even see my evals. I assumed it went great um, because I had a, a, a number of Novell employees in the audience. Hey, you know that uh, that last show in New Orleans, they had more attendees there than uh, at VS Live in Chicago. You know, that's not surprising, and it says a lot for you know the Connections people. And yeah. you, honestly... You know, the, the the speakers and the content is fantastic. Although 
you guys make it pretty painful on us to to get our yeah to get our act together. But uh, yeah, I love doing that conference. I will always do that conference. Now we're doing both all all the uh, all the developer sessions. The demos are going to be in both VB and C sharp, which is a great idea. I think yeah. it was, that was kind of funny when when you sent that email. It was almost apologetic, wasn't it? It and, was pathetic. Yeah. Like, please, just demand it. You know, no yeah. skin off my back. Right? Yeah. And in fact, that's a great idea. It is what, a good idea. What a idea. great way to learn, you know. But frankly, I was expecting a little more resistance than I got, but everybody was happy to oblige, which was good. Hey, uh, what you know, of course you're into .NET. Um, what are some of the technologies in .NET that really excite you the most now? Uh, so this particular minute, uh, there I went again. I started a sentence <laughs> or so. <laughs> See, a lot of people think that uh, I'm more Microsoft than an actual Microsoft employee. So, <laughs> um, well, we talked about the Active Directory thing, which I'm, I'll always be passionate about. And t- until we truly Active Directory enable our applications, get all the benefits of it, I will not stop doing those sessions and writing that code and writing those articles. But recently, let's see, how do I put this together? It's it's a story. So the Microsoft Norway people um, contacted me and said, uh, we're doing our European launch, the launch of Visual Studio and Windows. Will you come out and do kind of a de- developer keynote? And uh, I'd, I'd never been to Norway and Oslo. Yeah. And, yeah. and I said, absolutely, in a heartbeat. I mean, look at the calendar. So I got it on there. And, and they said, by the way, we want you to do a smart clients presentation and work that into your keynote, you know, like the next generation of, of application development. So I said, sure, absolutely, I'll do that. And they got off the, the phone, and I went back to my people, and I said, what the hell is a smart client? <laughs> <laughs> because, because, you know, I'm... Well, the three of us have been doing, and, and the world has been doing web applications for so long yep. that we're jaded to it. Right? right. Every time I sit in an architectural meeting, we're on the, the whiteboard, at least for the last six months, we don't even consider anything else. We accept it as the reality that we have to deal with. Exactly. Yeah. It's always, well, you know, it's web this and it's web service that, and, you know, what browser compliancy do we need, and blah, 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 blah. Well, .NET, at least Everett, we can't call it Everett, Visual Studio 2003, Visual Studio.net 2003, changed that because of some of the deployment models, right? So, so now it's, uh, it's realistic to deploy applications, uh, Windows applications. And, and uh, in my study of what the hell is a smart client, I can tell you that in Microsoft's definition, what I learned is that a smart client that is anything that is not a web client. Okay. Okay, and that, that can be argued, and it is argued for hours. In other words, the web is not smart. <laughs> well, the web truly isn't smart. TCPIP is a disconnected protocol that's unsecure, and you know, we we could go forever on why TCPIP is so broken, but we're stuck with it. We could also talk about why we're stuck with HTML, which I absolutely abhor and refuse <laughs> to learn. So, um, let's see. Uh, let me name some smart clients to put it in perspective. Okay. Uh, uh, Compact Framework, for instance, which is basically running a Windows Forms mm-hmm. app on a, on a pocket PC mm-hmm. or a pocket PC telephone. 
Another smart client, of course, would just be a Windows form, right? And as Jazz said the other night, a Windows application. I don't know if I'd call it that, but, you know, Windows Forms app built on .NET. Yeah, you should have seen some of the email we got off after oh, that interview. Oh, I bet. Interview. Yeah, yeah, I, I need to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jazz is a great guy. Don't get me wrong. Well, it wasn't just Jazz. I mean, just a right. whole... I think we got people... When you guys steered into, you know, what is .NET... <laughs> I think you got lost in about 20 minutes of uh, confusion. Yeah. Well, you people need to are going to do that show. <laughs> 20 minutes of confusion is nothing. I mean, we're going to we're going to be confused about this for a long time to come, I think. Exactly. So, um let's see that the the, uh, the the new uh, form client in Office 2003 that's so poorly named it is called InfoPath is a smart client. It's really, really cool technology if you guys haven't looked at it. I haven't really seen it. Really, a, a very neat way to enable the masses. What's the technology called? InfoPath. InfoPath technology. It's in Office 11. Okay. Uh, which will eventually ship as Office 2003. Right. It is a way for um, you know a power user to create form-based applications and talk to web services or remoting or, or other objects out there. A power user being like an office person yeah. who had done VBA yeah, before Yeah, very or cool, very cool technology. Is this like a replacement for VBA? No, 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 this is different. I'm getting to that, Mark. Okay. This is, um, you know, we, we ship an a internal web service, say, or maybe a, a remoting object, and we say to our power users, you know, this guy returns, uh, you know, it has four public methods, one for add, one for update, one for search, and you know, whatever else. Here's here's the you know the the wisdom. You send it out an email and you say, "You infopath people, party on." And in Office, they build you know like add edit lookup forms on top of this thing. I see. And they and they get the full functionality. It's very so very like cool. right in a spreadsheet or something. It can press a button. No, no, and no, no. A form no this is the, I haven't got to that technology. Oh, okay. Yet. This is totally different. This is. This is just delivering an application using Office as the framework. No, this has nothing to do with Office. Oh, really? I'm getting to the Office one. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is standalone this is form else. generation things that empower the math. Okay. Um, who knows where it's going to go? It takes a certain type of programmer slash power user to use, but it's cool. And it's a smart client. The, the smart client that I am enamored with, and I'll tell you why, and that, that's what we've been steering into, and that's um, Visual Studio.net tools for Office 2003. Yeah, we mentioned that on the last show. Right. Um, and I could talk for hours about why this technology is cool and why .NET developers are going to hop all over this. So let, some key points. This is managed code, right? You, you don't, it's not like programming with your arm tied behind your back, which is VBA. Absolutely. Yep. So... Uh, the other, the other very cool thing. Well, okay, we should go positive and minus. What's the minus? Word and Excel only in this version. This is beta only. Um, so this will eventually ship. But when it does ship in the next, the next few months, or I guess the end of the year is when they're predicting Office will ship. Who knows? Uh, it's Word and Excel only, and I think that's unfortunate because so much of the world wants to do Outlook type applications. And even PowerPoint to some extent. But in this generation right. of the product, it's Word and Excel only. Okay. Um, you get all the security benefits of like code access security and deployment. Wow. 
So essentially, here, here's the scenario. I can write, and I did on an airplane, I can write 75 lines of code that goes out to SQL, grabs, and this is managed code, you know, grabs a bunch of data in a web service. I create a pivot table in Excel and all these fancy charts and blah, blah, blah. I, I you know, compile this thing. And what happens is, like in the Excel spreadsheet model, there's, there's a property on the Excel spreadsheet which ties it to a .NET assembly. Okay. Okay, makes sense? Yep, okay. sure. So literally, you, you drop this assembly or you deploy this assembly with, with its security. So say maybe the SQL I'm pulling back is you know, an income statement or, or something that has sensitive information. Okay. I drop this assembly out there, I, you know, I do my security thing, and then I email the entire company the spreadsheet. All right, and what does that mean? That means the people who can see the data can open the spreadsheet, right? But sure. more importantly, every time they open the spreadsheet, it runs the assembly, meaning there's nothing static about this Excel spreadsheet. It's Ooh. completely dynamic. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, that, that's totally cool and a very compelling story. Wow. It, you know, we're not going to do this for, for, you know, this isn't the way of the future. Every .NET application is not going to be surfaced in Excel. But, but you can see some definite places, you know, especially oh, in, the, in the, you know, office information worker type power user scenario where this is a beautiful thing. And, you know, what? and I don't have to dink with HTML. I don't have to dink with... Um, User interfaces. In fact, another Tim weakness is I, I didn't get that UI gene. I'm horrible yeah. on the UI side. I'm more of a tools type program. Hang out with Alan Cooper for a while. <laughs> okay. Hey, I got to ask you a question. I know Mark has a question too. He's chomping at the bit, but uh, yeah, I got a bunch. Um, so let me just ask this one real quick. What, what's the outlook for the future of the VBA programmer as we know them today? Are they just like out of work, out of what? luck? How many VBA programmers do you know, honestly? Okay. And some of the most brilliant VBA I've ever stared at, and, and VBA gets complex. I mean, you are so handicapped when you use that stuff. But some of the best stuff I've ever seen are done by .NET software engineers. Um, for instance, Bill Sheldon, uh, I don't know if you know the name, but uh, he, he, he's going to be famous one day. He wrote a VBA app that, that goes out and uses ADSI to basically gather all the permissions of a IAS box and then displays them in a, a nice little spreadsheet. And I think he put a pivot table in there, something like that. The point is that took hundreds of lines of code. Okay, let me phrase the question another way. The v so there's lots just of... answer it flat out, the VBA programmer will not exist. There will okay. be no reason for VBA. There's a l they're out in the marketplace. There's a lot of unemployed VBA programmers or access programmers, maybe right. is a better way to look at these guys. Dot .net, dot, the answer is .net, .net, dot .net. I know dot that. Net. I know that. But a lot of these guys, you know, I've, I've had them come into my master class unknowingly thinking that they would survive. And they leave on the third day. They're just, you know, they can't keep up. They don't, they don't get VB. That, you know, they're access programmers. And uh, they're, they don't even know what a data type is. You know what I mean? They're uh, all in variant yeah, land. I see yeah, where you're going, but I don't so think what it, what's the what's the future look like for these guys? Is it basically learn how to be a programmer or do something else? Well, well let's, let's not get into in, in stereotyping other, a specific type of VBA program. Okay, all right. Let me ask right, another... So, so let me a, wait, 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 wait. So, so these people are... 
okay, let's say that these people exist, and I know they do. There's a whole bunch of them that are still going to be writing code on access databases, and you know what I'm saying? If they don't step up, they're going to still do stuff in old VBA. I, I, I know what you're saying, so let me answer it kind of um, politically. All right. How about that? Sure. That's not what you want. You want me to flat out hammer these guys. <laughs> but let me answer it politically. Okay. Um, we'll there are, and, and we, we, we can certainly see this in, in the projects we do, and that's all three of us. There are different levels of software engineers, even in the, in the RD community. There, there's different levels of engineers. There's plumbing people. There's platform people. There's application programmer type people at the top. Nothing, nothing replaces architecture. The only place you learn architecture is either in the trenches doing real projects, right, or you're formally trained in school. I think the type of person you're talking about, the guys and gals, these VBA programmers you're talking about, probably are not formally trained in writing code in school. Um, right. You know, ironically, I, I'm finding, and, and you guys can feel free to disagree with me, but I'm finding some of the best Net, .NET software architects came from the J2 side, came from the Java side. Because they know the stuff. they're formally trained. They know the patterns, etc. And, and they never go back, right? In fact, half my company are, are expert Java people, but they, they just don't do it anymore by choice. Yeah. You know, they're just so enamored with .NET, right? Right. Uh, it's so much easier. We get it done so much faster. So much of the plumbing's done for us for free. You don't have to be a Win32 expert anymore, and those people are few and far between. Um, the type of person I think you're talking about, they may stay in in VBA, but the jobs are going to get smaller and smaller because we can get so much more done. Right? Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, you know, I think if they have a, a logical mind and they're creative, then, uh, you know, what you mentioned, Carl, they were simply in the wrong class. Uh, they need to go sure. to a fundamentals class, an intro class, because you can learn programming. You can learn object-oriented development. And, you know, they're, they're going to have to step up to the plate. Yeah, I think you're right. I agree with you. And, and, Carl, just think about the type of data structures they've been used to dealing with. I mean, they probably have no idea who COD was. Or they don't even know what data they... structures are. I mean, you know. Right. They... COD's a fish. You know. <laughs> Which it is. From your part of the world. Oh. <laughs> Atlanta? Oh, okay. So to them, the data structure is, you know, rows and columns. Right. Oh, oh here's here's another in, interesting uh, point about uh, why I'm so enamored with um, the Visual Studio.net tools for Office. Uh, I, you know, I am not an Excel power user. If you asked me to create a pivot table in Excel, I would fail. I don't know how to do that. Uh, but I can create it in four lines in .NET. That right. is a beautiful thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, that's impressive. I can't wait to see some of these tools. I haven't looked at them yet. Mark, send me a note, and I will send you this demo. It is the, the one I built on the airplane. It is so cool. Well, you know, when you were talking about that, it sounds like, you know, this is, this is beautiful for management reports. Because right. you're removing a UI, and you're making a smart document that can update itself when you open it. Right, and and these guys, if they want to party on it, you know, and and you know, change things around and do whatever these guys do to pivot tables and save it off, they can do that, you know. But then they run the original version again and it pulls all new fresh data. I just cool. love the scenario. That's very very sweet. 
Well, Tim, before we run out of time, I've got some questions I want to ask you. I was out looking at your site. You guys do some pretty cutting-edge stuff. And I noticed you do things with BizTalk. You do things with smart clients. Uh, you know, what, what other, you know, technologies are you, are you getting into with Internology? Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm really proud about some of the stuff these guys do. Unfortunately, I can't come out and say some of the stuff we've written for Microsoft because, well, for obvious reasons. But let me, let me just think and talk and think out of my head of the type of things we're doing now. We have an enormous um, .NET or Compact Framework application number of suite of applications that we're building for Cintas, which is the uh, the uniform company, you know, the trucks you see driving around. Yeah. Uh, they're going to arm 10,000 trucks with pocket PCs, and they're going to run their entire business from the field in Compact Framework, which is a great story. Very cool company. Yeah. Fortune 500, uh, I think they're Fortune 1000 in uh, Cincinnati. Uh, some other stuff that I'm, that is just so bleeding cutting edge, and it kind of speaks to the level of engineer that we have in Internology, is uh, there's a company called Terrari, which is an Intel spinoff. And I'm almost positive this is all public, so we can talk about this. But they have patented a technology that essentially allows the developer, the .NET developer, to pick, to pick a, a piece of code that he or she knows is, is latent, is, is slow, and just doesn't perform in .NET, and drop it down to the silicon level so it literally runs on a board at 10x to 1,000x the speed. Holy cow. Oh, oh my it's amazing. God. That's it insane. is amazing. Think about in Visual Studio, and, and we're doing this for the vSIP program for Microsoft, right? So think about this snap-in in Visual Studio. You just pick some code, you drag it over to this control, and boom, it's running in hardware. Oh, that's insane. But, wow. but think, think it through even farther. So if you could do that, why not pick the parts of the framework? And, and frankly, why not pick the parts of Windows itself and oh, drop geez. it down into the board? Hardware so, Windows. So what, what is, what's slow in Windows? <laughs> I love it. XML parsing. Yeah. So right. say we take the entire MSXML and drop it to the board. Well, guess yeah. what? We're doing it. We've done it. Uh, wow. Working very closely with Microsoft to do this type of stuff. <sighs> and there's some other t things and some other products like BizTalk that are, that are pretty slow because of the amount of stuff they're, they're you know, crunching. It's like the math coprocessor type of concept. Remember when you got that and Excel suddenly ran right. faster? Yeah. yeah it's so that type of concept, but, but manifesting it at the .NET developer level. Yeah. And you called it Terrari? So the name of the company is Terrari. Check them out. They, they are just amazing people. And we're writing their plumbing for them. So the, the first, and we're writing their Visual Studio integration. So the first project we're doing this for is National Broadband. They are going to be, within the next 12 months, you will know this name, they're like the Walmart of broadband internet. Now, they do it wired, but they also have this giant wireless network, and they're going to broadcast Wi-Fi into the entire North American continent. Like, so you can't oh get, you're in Wyoming, you know, in a place that just doesn't have Internet access, right? And they're they're going to bro broadcast this high bandwidth signal into places like Wyoming, right? And guess what? The new Windows client in the operating systems that may be coming very soon will automatically pick up these clients and automatically connect to them, right? So 
Um, here's the cool thing about national broadband. They have this in, enormous, enormous network, fiber network all around the country and then these wireless um, data centers and such. So we're front-ending these, these Linux farms. Get this. We're front-ending Linux farms with Windows Server 2003 running a combination of .NET code and, and a little bit of C because of the type of the devices we have to talk to. Right? Okay. You with me? Yeah. And we are touching every bit that goes through there. We are the content processor. So we do the, the virus check in there, and we also can do things like uh, sniff the content for adult stuff or child pornography and stuff like yeah. that. Right? We can eliminate that at the plumbing level. Wow. So you as the consumer in Wyoming, you say, you know what, I don't want any adult content. I don't want it in my email. I don't want it in my browser. I don't want it. They're going to be able to do that because of the type of technology we're doing on the Terraria boards, right? We pull this stuff down, we crunch it at the board level. Wow, that's great. And deliver it out there. The ironically funny thing is, you know, Windows is so fast, .NET is so fast, and the code is so efficient that we are literally pre-processing this, this Linux farm where, where you could never do this in Linux. Not in a million years. It just it would bog that network down. Wow. It's a, it's a very cool story. I just had, you know, when you said that, I had thoughts of uh, a, a program that I was writing in managed code that has having trouble keeping up with some hardware. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing some MIDI programming. That and, sounds just like you, Carl. Yeah, you know. And, the musician uh, that you are. Yeah. So I'm so writing some code to do routing on the fly. Yeah, exactly. No, I, got, I get it. I get Send it. Send me a note. I'll get you hooked up. Very cool. You may have to write your own you rock. agent. That's okay. Right. We may have to make you write the agent that does. That I could definitely thing. contribute. Okay, beautiful. <laughs> and then you have a product. Yeah. And Franklin's.net will be a product company. Yeah, and now I have the music to sp- industry. Now I have to spend less time training and more time trying to convince people that to buy my product. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you he- think you've heard cheesy commercials now? Just wait till you hear those. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I couldn't resist the cheesy commercial thing. <laughs> That's all right. They are pretty them. cheesy. We actually are are sort of. Uh, Rethinking cheesy commercials, and uh, I don't know. You got to mix Mark in there. Yeah. Well, Let me do one of your commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, this is Tim for Carl Franklin's company. I'll put the Southern touch on him. That's right. Uh, Tim, you mentioned that you had done a lot of public speaking. Uh, you know, how did you break into doing that for Microsoft? Well, like like most of my life, Mark, I kind of fell bass backwards into it. It was um, <laughs> it was a dev days in. Um, it was a Visual Studio 6 dev days. What was that, Carl? Oh, 99? 99, yeah. 99, 2000. I was elected as the Microsoft Regional Director. I had no idea what it was at the time, and I had no idea how great it would be for my career at the time. And uh, the thought of uh, getting up in front of, you know, at, at the time, I guess it was 1,000 people. We have We have a pretty active developer community here was pretty terrifying. I'd never done anything like that. So, man, I studied the hell out of this thing. Oh, I, I bet I spent six weeks, and I had that presentation so baked and so contrived that uh, there was no way I could fail, right? <laughs> right. Nowadays, <laughs> you know how it goes, yeah. right? Nowadays, it depends on what you're doing that week on how, you know, which how, way how the much wind's preparation, blowing. how many demos you can build on an airplane. Um, <laughs> so... In any event, that went really, really well, and then um, 
Oh, it has to do with the site server thing. So we shipped site server just about the same time, and that entire product team went straight into, well, half of them split off and went to Tahoe, into SharePoint. The other half went to um, Commerce Server, the first version of Commerce Server. What was that, Commerce Server 2000? I uh, don't know. no one to speak at TechEd 99. Hmm. And, um, you know, that's like the Super Bowl of speaking, in, in my personal yeah, opinion. Yeah, absolutely. TechEd is like the Super Bowl. Big party. So here's this little, you know, software guy from San Diego, and, and someone from the product team said, well, you know, remember that, that guy from San Diego? He ran an architecture team, and, and this and that happened. So I got a call. I can't remember the guy's name who owned the content at the time. He said, do you want to speak at TechEd on, and do our site server sessions? Oh, by the way, we have no content. You have to just, you know, develop <laughs> your own content and demos. Of course, dev days, they give us a lot of help. Right. So, yeah, I said, uh, of course I said, you know, because my boss at the time said, oh, God, you absolutely have to do this. So uh, I did that, and I, I, I built some demos, and the, the name of the session was um, um, Gotchas, Tips, and Tricks. I don't even remember. <laughs> I just remember that. The Gotchas, Tips, and Tricks to a Successful Site Server Project or something like that. Right? And it was just... Information you couldn't get anywhere. It was someone who had lived with the product for two years, done numerous installations, and I just knew the code base. I knew, I knew everything about it. I know every amusing anecdote about it. I knew how many lines were in SiteServer, 65 million, more wow. than NT. Wow. No, actually, NT was 65 million. SiteServer was like 45 million. Jeez. Lines of code. Can you imagine Ouch. maintaining that application? Yeah, I'm not supposed to say things like that, by the way. So... <laughs> So um, I went and I did this, you know, I went to TechEd, and at the time they made you do back-to-back sessions. So I did this session in a room with, I mean, like 5,000 people. And I was just too nervous to be nervous, you know what I mean? I couldn't even mm. see faces. And I didn't find out till like six months later, but it was the highest score at TechEd, the highest rated session. Wow. The awesome. entire event. Wow. <laughs> That's terrific. Oh, it was kind of funny. So then I said, you know, I like this, and maybe I'm a little good at it. <laughs> hey. So, um, I've, you know, the tech ed people really have their act together. You know, Denise Smith and Craig Jarris are just, on the content side, they are so together. Case in point, they've been fighting for RDs and third-party people to speak at their event forever, and it wasn't really until huh. this year that they gave the opportunity. And, and guess what happened? That's probably Eileen's A number doing. of these guys have the highest, and gals, have yeah. the highest scores at the event. Yep, and that's, that's all right. Denise Smith and Craig Jars. Trust me. They, they've been driving this thing. So there's some, you know, they they've keep allowing me to go back and, and do the events, and, and I get to do a few uh, international ones, and, and uh, it's just fun. I mean, I, I, I honestly love this part of the job. I, I just love seeing the headlights or the, the, you know, the idea light go on yeah. and people getting it. Me too. It's what I live for. Are you going to be doing Tech Ed this summer? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, I've been trying to do the Australia event forever. Um, right. And <laughs> every year, those guys just run out of budget for the third-party people, and yeah. you know, they lead me on and disappoint me. Well, this is the year. I'm finally going to Australia and I'm doing uh, three sessions there. Um, one is that smart clients, the next generation of, of application development, which will be fun. And I'm doing a Jupiter session. Jupiter would be the next version of this talk. And yeah, that sounds very, very interesting. That's sort of a conglomeration of products, isn't it? 
Jupiter. Uh, the, that, that product team has their act together. Let, let me just leave it at that. You know, it's, it's still in an ultra-secret status. But We're going to have to talk about that after the show. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, no kidding. On the BizTalk side, they, they've already shipped bits. They, they did a hands-on lab at TechEd. Hmm. That that team has their act together. Sweet. On the BizTalk side, that product is going to be amazing. Yeah, I can't know. Yeah, I, I didn't wait. get to go to TechEd, but I've uh, heard a lot of folks talk about BizTalk. 2004, I guess it's going to be. Yeah, the, the trick, of course, is that their mission is not an easy one. You know, tying that yeah. whole thing together. Because let's, let's it face managed. it, WebSphere is not an integrated product. Yeah. Very complex and poorly documented. Right. So if they can nail it, they've got it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they, they kill the world. If they, if they can pull it off, they kill the world with that product. Yeah. Well, I, I drank the Kool-Aid on BizTalk a long time ago and uh, got excited about it. Yeah. And uh, couldn't wait to start teaching it. I don't, I don't even know how to use it all that well. And I can, tell, I can convince people to use it just because I've seen what it can do. And, uh, you know, I can put two and two together and, and spell productivity. Yeah, business to business and often overlooked is uh, enterprise integration with it. Integration and messaging, Mark. I mean, the the type of stuff we do, the type of you, you get to a certain level of engineering and you end up spending all your cycles in integration and messaging. And that's yeah. exactly where that product fits. Well, I'm I'm definitely going to uh dive into Jupiter head first. And um, I, I'm not an I expert to, yet. To get you that hands-on lab, it's awesome. I'm and not an the, expert, uh, but uh, image that goes with it. I, I will be an expert in that. Oh, you'll have a blast too. Totally oh. cool technology. And then what? What were we talking about? Oh, I'm also doing yeah, the uh, Malaysia event. I always do. Well, it's not always. I do the Malaysia event. I do the Malaysia event every had, year. I had something stuck in my throat. I... Yeah, SARS. Yeah. That's right. No, I'm sick of this SARS hysteria. <laughs> I know it's pretty. And and it's not in that part of the world. And right. And you know they moved a huge Microsoft event because of I SARS. I know. Well, it wasn't because of SARS. It was because people were not going to go. Right. Well, yeah. you know, essentially because the hysteria on SARS. Yeah, and I'm the telling hysteria. you, if SARS is still a problem in October or whenever that event is, the fusion event that's yeah. been renamed. Then you better believe it's going to be in New Orleans or. Wherever yeah. they moved it to. Right. Right. So in event, I, I always I love the Microsoft Malaysia folks. The the Malaysian audiences are are awesome, fantastic, and energetic. They love technology. And by the way, we at .NET Rocks love Malaysia and its people. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. If you guys want to speak at this event, <laughs> I can make that happen. That'd be kind of fun. I yeah. actually know some people who do business in Malaysia and uh, and think it's a great a great untapped potential market. I'm an absolute media whore. Let me talk at anything. I'll do it. Yeah, right. Oh, we need to talk after this because the Malaysia folks uh, make it really easy for third-party stuff, third-party people like us to come over. Well, we will talk. Uh, and, you know, Kuala Lumpur is like the Jetsons in a five-mile radius. Yeah, It has I've heard the that. largest building in the world. It has this monorail that's space age. Around it is third world, of course, and jungle. Um, boy, do right. I have great Malaysia stories. Cool. Different time. <laughs> let's hear one. We're going to have to have you on again, Tim. That's all <laughs> there is Let's, to let's it. hear a short one. <laughs> okay. Um, after the TechEd event, and it's a very large event in Malaysia, the Microsoft people you know, work so hard that they take a little vacation after the event. And they were, I was honored that they invited me to go on vacation with them and their families. 
So I took a, a $27 flight to the other side of the island from Kuala Lumpur on the South China Sea side, right? Wow. Uh, you have to kind of picture geography here and sure. go back to high school. So it's a little puddle jumper plane then. Well, yeah, I, actually I think it was an MD-80. Really? In, in any event, it's cheap. It was 27 bucks round wow. trip. I get off the airplane and uh, Ramesh, who owns the TechEd content, um, his dad picks us up at the airport. We make a left turn out of the airport and he suddenly stops so that an eight-foot monitor lizard can cross the street. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. That's when I knew, like, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm on the other side of the world. You're in Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. I took a, I'm a runner, and I took, a, um, like, a 10-mile run, five up and five back, on a beach, white sand, did not see a soul, had to hop around shells that are so big they were in my way that had wow. just washed up on the beach. Jeez. I could hear the monkeys in the jungle on one side, and on the other side I'm looking at the South China Sea where, you know, in kind of a somber note, during the Vietnam War, people were just getting on like pallets and small boats and just floating. And that's where they landed, you know, huh. just to get the hell out of there. Wow. Right. I mean, it really puts stuff in perspective. Women, I went to states where women have no rights. They're not allowed to go into public places like restaurants. Wow. Where alcohol is illegal. Can you imagine I went to a place where alcohol was <laughs> that's illegal? That's pretty cool. What survived? What did you do? I, mean... I ended up drinking beer anyways. But, okay. You know. Rules great are so risk. restricting. At Don't great you find personal rules risk. so restricting? Yes, yeah, especially yeah, that no-drinking so thing. I could go on about Malaysia. I just love the event. And well, Tim, Microsoft has a has just a fantastic office there. Anything else that you want to uh, tell our listeners before we depart? Well, um, other than thank you, gentlemen. I'm sorry it's taken me so long to, to get to do this show, but I wanted to let some other people honestly... And you've had some great people on the show. And I'm a religious listener, and I'm convinced you guys are going to be on TV. <laughs> when you make it to TV, the J-Lo of technology will be there. I'm probably going to have to drop 100 pounds first before yeah, they we, let me on TV. We have bodies built for radio. <laughs> <laughs> I guess me too now. Hey, guess what? I just got an email here from Michael Stewart. I asked him for an update on the uh, uh, deliverables of the new Blue Bricks. He says they're going. They're doing go no go formality tomorrow, and the blocks will be on MSDN, MSDN on or before June thirtieth. Ah, some late breaking news. Very cool, huh? Yeah, outstanding. So they have you, you three know, new. There's three new Got.net sites right now. Uh, pre-release code is on them, but it's near final, and we've got URLs for them. So, so you can actually check out the UIP and the application uh, downloader and all that stuff. That tag group really is producing lately. Yeah. Hot stuff. I mean, they were formed a few years back, but it wasn't until just recently that, man, they're delivering a lot of stuff. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Tim, thank you for finally coming on the show. Uh, it's been, it's, what can I say? It's been great. Uh, I always love hearing your stories, and I'm sure the listeners do too. So uh, come back and see us again. It was my pleasure, guys. Uh, we will talk very, very soon. In fact, you should probably call me back as soon as you hang up, and I'll get you hooked up and all the stuff I promised you. Okay. Cool. All right, buddy. All right, we'll talk later. Take care. All right. Good night. Bye-bye.